Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast, NFL wildcard edition. Today we just got done with super wildcard weekend and we got the NFL expert, the head producer of the L7C, Mr. Justin Akinda. How you doing today, man? I'm doing well. I've been better, but I was feeling really good after last night, man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> a certain team losing made made you a lot more better for me. Oh man, oh man. We're gonna get into all of these games, preview to the divisional round. Justin, man, besides one game, just spoiler alert, these were clunkers. Oh yeah. These games were fucking dog shit. I mean Shit, during the Texans-Browns game, I was getting my hair cut, and we had the game on. It was close. And by the time I got home and sat down, the Texans were running away with that bitch. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. and then um, Saturday night, like, I kind of expected Miami not to really do shit, but, oh, yeah, these games, except for one game, these games were not a fun watch by any stretch of the match. We started with a good game? Yes, that, that's where we want to start with, and then we can start with, and then we can get into all the bullshit that happened this week. It was, it was way more bullshit than it was good stuff that happened. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, this weekend oh, sucked for real. That's true. But the game of the weekend, man, the Rams at the Lions, Matt Stafford coming home, playing against Detroit in the playoffs, Detroit hosting a playoff game. As the people say now, the NFL script writers couldn't ask for anything better than this. Justin, this game was back and forth, it was competitive. Lions came out on top. Their first playoff win since 1991. The last time they won a playoff game for the young people listening, texting was not invented. Put oh, that no. in perspective. Nope. And the Washington football team was still called the Redskins. I mean, it was a long-ass goddamn time ago. And just like how we talk about in those wrestling podcasts, when um, WWE goes like overseas and shit, you can mm-hmm. like just feel the energy. You could feel the energy from the TV oh, yeah. that Detroit had. Like these niggas were fucking loud, causing um the Rams to call timeouts and shit, all of that. But yeah, the Lions won the game 24-23. Like you said, it's the Lions' first playoff win since 1991, ending the longest drought in the NFL. Though before then, that was the longest um playoff drought from any team in the NFL. Not anymore. Lions um started off fast, leading um 14-7 after the first quarter. And- Rams came back a little bit to go in the halftime, um, down 21-17. The Lions for the rest of the game only scored three points but still got the win. I mean, they were outgained 425-339. Like, yeah, they really didn't do shit in the second half. Puka Nakua was incredible this game. Nine catches, 181 yards, a touchdown. Matt Stafford was a warrior in this goddamn game getting smacked around throwing dimes he had one throw it was like a little like dump off pass but the rush was coming like the rusher was in his face and he fucking side on it to the side got it off stafford played great but it was just too much for him to um, get that one in detroit the way that the crowd was rocking it was just hard but it was the best game in the weekend by far yeah, absolutely. And I really want to put this Detroit stuff because they're hosting this game and obviously they're starving that city for a championship. Really put this the last two Detroit championships was the Detroit Red Wings in 2008, the Stanley Cup, and they have not been good since. And the Detroit Pistons in 2004. And for people listening, 
the younger people, you don't know when me and Justin's time, the Pistons were actually good. No, yes, yes. In the mid two thousands, the Pistons were. They're the, probably the best team in the um, Eastern Conference. It's they contended every year. Yes. And just a note about my open. I only mentioned Washington's old name because when I was doing the research before, I was like, how far did Detroit go in 1991? Mm-hmm. And um, they had a first round by back in 91. The second seed got the first got a first round by too. They beat the Cowboys in the divisional round, and then they lost to um, Washington, and Washington went to the Super Bowl and won that year. So that's why I, that's why I um, call it that. <laughs> it's just crazy, man, because obviously we know the trade with Stafford and Goff. They wanted to win now. They did win now. They won a Super Bowl. Everyone rode Goff off like Detroit was going to move off him. He's played well. Dan Campbell, Amon St. Brown, like all the picks they've been – and now they're at this point where they're one win away from getting to the NFC Championship game, and – it's one of those rare trades that worked for both teams. Yeah, it ended up working for both teams, but shit, we thought Detroit was going to end up letting golf go. Yes. Remember, golf was a salary dump. Yep. The Rams paid, paid, um, were paying for golf to get away, essentially. Yep. And then he goes on and does this, what, two years later? Just mm-hmm. incredible stuff. Like, it's, it's honestly wild. Yeah, man, and they, they got a good young team, and Dan Campbell, like, and they, and they got a good shot to make it to the NFC championship game. But the next game, and oh, real quick, too. I know we talked about it, and I said he really has a shot, but that man, Puka, this this is unheard of for a rookie wide receiver. Uh, he's unreal. He has been a revelation for that team. And Cooper Cup was hurt early in the year. And he mm-hmm. and Puka by himself with Kyron Williams, two rookies, were, you know, the main contributors of this Rams offense all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like shout out to them. They got they got a squad, man. They got a squad. All right, man. Start Next with the game disappointments. We, the disappointment era, as the kids would say. Packers at the Cowboys. Justin, I I don't even know where to start. I'll start. I'll, I'll recap the whole. I'll recap Damon the whole thing, and up, <laughs> up until about the middle of the third quarter when I fucking stopped watching the game because, goddamn it, that game was fucking bullshit. Based off how the Cowboys played all season, literally Dak's best year regular season ever, and then you go into the playoffs and lay that type of. It was honestly insane. The Packers won this game forty-eight to thirty-two. The Cowboys were not ready to play at all, offensively, defensively, especially on defense, but offense too, just not ready to play. Packers um win the coin toss and they take the ball and they score right away on the um on the Cowboys second drive. Dak throws a pick, but that was just Jair Alexander really making a good great play. That wasn't the one that was too egregious. And then um, the Packers take that short field goal at 14-0. The Cowboys punt again. They stall it again. And um, the Packers score another touchdown and go up 20 to nothing. And by this time, I'm thinking, God damn, like, all right. As a fan, our best possible outcome is about three minutes left once they go, um, three minutes left before halftime, and they're up 20 nothing. Let's see if we can, you know, get a touchdown. Then we get the ball second half and see what, see what the fuck happens. And then Dak throws a pick six to Darnell Savage. It's twenty-seven nothing. The game is essentially over this over at this point. 
And yeah, they just took they just took too long to do anything. I mean, the second half they started like getting into the air, started scoring, but the defense just didn't help them at all. It didn't even matter that in the second half the offense kind of turned it around because the defense was just giving up big chunk plays every single time, every single third down. There was someone on Green Bay wide the fuck open getting yards. I mean, the Packers averaged um, 17 yards a reception that game. 17 yards a reception in the football game. I mean, it was just it was just god awful. I mean, the defense gave up 415 yard yards, 7.1 um uh, 7.7 yards a play. Gave up seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns to the Green Bay Packers. I know Jordan Love has been doing has been one, you know, the best quarterback since like Thanksgiving, but mm-hmm. goddamn. The defense got no pressure. Jordan Love wasn't sacked one time. I mean, Mike, Michael Parsons got a couple of holding calls, but other than that, he really ain't do shit the entire game. The defense played got awful, and you know they weren't playing like that the entire year. It's just, it's just mind blowing. After a year where the Dak's in the MVP discussion, the Eagles cough up, and we're going to talk about them later. Cough up the division. The Cowboys won that shit. Get the playoff game. Oh, not to mention, Lee, going up into this game, the Cowboys were 16-0 at home the past two seasons. 16-0. Their last loss before Sunday was week one in um, 2022 against Tampa. They haven't lost a home game since. They win, the, they win that game against Washington. And, um, the Eagles lose against Giants, and the, and the home game is guaranteed. And then they do that. Do that. Just come out flat. Offense can't do shit in the first half. Defense couldn't do shit all game. Just a terrible performance. I mean, I doubt fucking Mike McCarthy keeps his job. Dax locked in for another year. I know he was probably thinking he was going to get more money after his season, but after that playoff game, 2-5 and five in the playoffs overall, I don't even know what to do with him. I know he's going to be, be back next year because we owe him too much money, but... I don't know, but yeah, I, I think Mike McCarthy's gone. Dan Quinn was probably already leaving to go coach Seattle. They're probably looking looking at him sideways, like, "How we gonna let you run, run the team after Pete Carroll now?" Like, it was just a god awful performance. <laughs> Man, it was so embarrassing for all the reasons you said, but just the fact. To that, like this defense, man. Like at home, it was so. I just don't understand, like what the scheme was. Like these players should not have been as wide open. Like there were plays where they were wide open. I'm like, what is happening? The, getting cooked. Getting cooked. Romeo Dobbs. I, Romeo. Romeo Dobbs. That's. I mean, also couldn't stop anyone running the ball. Aaron Jones yeah. ran for um 118 yards, but I I expect I expected them to be able to run the ball. I didn't expect them to throw to go crazy throwing that. Romeo Dobbs had six catches for 151 yards and a touchdown, 25 yards a catch. So embarrassing. There's just so many like like I said, Dan Quinn's probably out the door, but still, if you that's your last performance, if I'm an employer, like mm, do I really want you on my team? If that's if that's the type of stuff you're going to shell out. And Micah Parsons, man, like I talk about him all the time because I really like him, but where was the leadership out on the defensive end? I mean, 
they just weren't ready to play. Like simple, simple as that. They came. It, you got to put that on the coaching. Yeah. I mean, you got to put that on the coaching. How do you go into that game after that season? It was a good season. Should a great season. You're winning division. Philly's collapsing. You're the second seed in the NFC, and then you do that. You come out flat out the gate, down fourteen, nothing. Turnovers, pick sixes, big chunk plays. Um, defensively, it was, it was bad, man. It was, it was fucking. <laughs> I turned, I turned the shit off. I turned it off. I'm like, I'm not even about to watch this shit no more. Like you talked about McCartney, so like, where do you go from here, man? Because it's like. What do you improve on? Because like you said, it was a great season. Number two in the NFC, and you won the NFC East. Like, your team, you already C.D. Lamb had a breakthrough year this year, so you're going to have to pay him. Like, defense at home was amazing. It's just Dak was in the MVP discussion. What and do like, you do? You fire a coach. Because I, I that game specifically was not a Dak issue. They came, they came out flat. The whole goddamn team came out flat. So it wasn't like Dak was doing some shit that was, you know, cost him other than, other than the pick six. But, yeah, I'll, I don't even know what you do. I mean, first off, you fire Mike McCarthy with the coaching pool that's out here right now. Bill Belichick, he ain't going to be a cowboy. But Jim Harbaugh's out there, Brable. And these are, you know, the three coaches I named, these are tough culture changing type of coach coaches these are the type of coaches that you will want that you want to change the culture and that's what the cowboys need they fold in every tough situation when it comes to the playoffs you know these niggas are going to fold every single time it is always fucking something like it, i do not understand it's it always <laughs> something it's always it's, it's never it's never just normal. It's always something. And the Packers, like, I don't understand how the Packers have had their number throughout. And just on their flip side, they're ecstatic. They're way ahead of schedule. They're way ahead of schedule. Jordan Love's already won a playoff game in his first year starting. Like, and he balled out. Like, and this is the same exact team Aaron Rodgers had. The same team. And didn't make the playoffs <laughs> last year. And now and they're in the divisional round. And see, yeah, that's a, that that is a whole different story. That you know, I you know, I don't give a fuck about Aaron Rodgers. I'll tell you that right now. Like he look, but he doesn't like bubble the goddamn fool asking out this situation. Don't like Aaron Rodgers asking out to begin with was so dumb. Like 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 the Packers aren't one of the teams that are always in the mix. Like it was odd. And that nigga is at the Jets with his fucking bum Achilles now, watching the Packers in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, it was a perfect thing. You always won the division, which means you basically guaranteed yourself at least one home game, and you're Aaron Rodgers. You go into a place, a person's place, they're going to be afraid. Yeah, but Jordan Love looked a lot like prime Aaron Rodgers there in that game. But niggas were wide, niggas were wide open. <laughs> like I could have made some, I could have made some of those goddamn throws. Yeah, and I don't, I know we're going to talk about it later, but the other quote unquote rookie, t- he's not a rookie, but first playoff game starting. Him and C.J. Stroud have the same exact numbers besides three yards. That is crazy. That, that is wild. That, you know, it's more impressive for C.J. Stroud because he is actually a rookie. Fucking yes. Jordan Love has been around. He's been sitting, watching, waiting, waiting for his chance. But C.J. Stroud literally just got here this season. And yeah. he has totally turned that franchise around. Him and D'Amico Ryan. Yeah. And we'll get to them. We'll get to them later. But also, there was two teams in the NFC East that were in the playoffs. 
the Super Bowl runner-up, the Eagles, they just played on Monday Night Football against Tampa Bay, and the Eagles got killed. They lost 32-9, to and I, I'm going to let you take the Eagles' side on this. I'm going to focus more on the Bucks thing. No one expected anything from the Bucks this year at all. Thought they were going to be NBA terms, a lottery team, and they <laughs> took care of that terrible, terrible division. You still got to play the games. Baker, I think that's the best position for Baker when he's under the radar, no one's really paying attention. And Justin, man, they're in the divisional round, and no one thought this would happen at the start of the season. No, I mean. And with all that I said about the Cowboys, that was just one goddamn game. And, mm-hmm. you know, over the course of the seasons, it, it builds up because it always fucking happens. But the Eagles collapse has been a month long. These niggas have been playing like dog shit for one fucking month. And now I listen to the media all goddamn like, oh, the Eagles won't come out. They won't win this game. Everyone was on the Eagles. I'm like, for what? What the fuck have y'all been watching for the past month? Because I don't see a team that's about to go, go up on the road and win a playoff game. Depending on the app, it was a 2.5 to 3-point favorite for the Eagles. And the line didn't move, mm-hmm. essentially. And the line didn't move. The, the fucking um, the pro gamblers, they took Philly. They went up to 3 for a little bit. So, so they bet that shit up. So if the for the people who want to understand gambling that... They were a three-point favorite on the road, which means if they were at home, they'd be a touchdown favorite or close to it. Yeah, probably, because you you basically get three points for being at home. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they, they probably would have been closer to – it probably would have been like, you know, five and a half, six if the Eagles were at home. Which is crazy. Yeah, but, yeah, the Bucks won 32 to nine. The Eagles just didn't show up. And just no. like they did against the Giants and um, – Week 18, they did the same thing in the fucking playoff game. They didn't fucking show up. Show up. They were outgamed by Tampa 426 to 276. The tackling was horrible. Anytime Tampa won the first down, run the ball, they got that shit because the Eagles could not tackle. The passing game was limited, but A.J. Amber didn't play. But I don't think that really would have helped anything. Honestly, they just, they just couldn't get it done. And I knew the Eagles were really done that game when their tush push didn't work. Yeah, and that man. shit did not score. I was like, oh, these motherfuckers are in trouble. It was funny, too, because I kept waiting for the Eagle comeback when it was close. And the bad thing is that game would have been a lot worse if Mike Evans catches two passes because he dropped tutties. I know. I know. Like I was on the over, too. The over would have hit, too. Tampa Bay came out to fucking play. Yes. The Eagles couldn't fucking run the ball, so they were one-dimensional. Fucking Tampa just blitzed. They just sent everyone multiple times. You know, competent coaching staffs can fucking dice that shit up. A, a competent offense can get past motherfuckers just sending zero blitzes and shit. It was, it was wild. They, yeah, the Eagles gave up on, on Nick Sirianni. They gave up. They quit on that man. Baker over 300 yards, three touchdowns, no pick. The first quarterback in Buccaneers history to have that stat line in a playoff. Put that in perspective. Not even Tom Brady just did had that the shit. goat. Not even, not even Tom did that shit. Old and Tom he would have had five touchdowns if Mike Evans didn't drop two. It's wild. But you're and, but and like you to, said, we we wrote the Bucks off. We oh yeah, wrote oh yeah. them off. 
And then they got an interesting game with Detroit. Obviously, I, I like Detroit more, but I don't know if they could guard like <laughs> we know that if the if they keep Baker protected and that ball gets to Mike Evans, you forget they have Evans, Godwin. Like they got some weapons over there. They they do got they do got some weapons, and when Baker's when Baker's playing good, he's as good as Jared Goff. I mean, yeah. Jared Goff ain't that much better than them. The mm-hmm. Lions' offense is a better unit, but. You know, we're just splitting the hairs with quarterbacks. Like they about even to me. So yeah, we'll we gonna see next week. We'll Absolutely. get into a little preview of it next week later on. But yeah, and Eagles that's already. That's gonna be Jason, a good game. Jason Kelsey, as soon as the game's over, basically is crying. You already know he's done. He retires today. Um, AJ Brown, bro, what the hell happened with that? Like, why did? How did we go from when you talked about it last time the four week stretch where he was having 125 a game, like it was an NFL record, to scraping all the Eagle stuff off of his Instagram? He's not even at the game. Like, oh, he wasn't there at all. No, he he was at Atlantic City like two days ago. <laughs> like, what <laughs> happened? Like, Justin, what internal thing happened to the Eagles that caused this collapse? Because something must have happened. I don't know. They probably lost faith in their fucking coach. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, he was he was hurt, yeah, but that's that's weird. That he wasn't even there though. That that's just more that's more proof of my argument. These niggas quit on him. They quit on Nick Sirianni. They don't do shit. They were ten and one after that Bills game, man. Ten and one, and then it just it's, it's crazy. Is wild, absolutely bonkers that the Eagles fell off like that. Give them the Cowboys division, and then they do that shit. They do that shit. I still think I think they're gonna fire Nick Sirianni, and I think that's where Bill Belichick goes. Those you heard here first. Bill Belichick is about to be coaching the Philadelphia Eagles next year. Whoa, whoa, oh, okay, okay. You heard it here. You heard it here first. Man, it's just crazy how. We're coming in. Eagles just went to the Super Bowl. They were one fumble away from being champ. This is why sports is crazy, man. They were one fumble away from being Super Bowl champions just last year at this time to a year later. Man, I don't know. The team, they're going to lose all those people. You got to blow this up. The coach got to go. We Why we give Jalen all this money? Bro, it's crazy what sports does, man. It, it makes these motherfuckers go insane. It makes people go absolutely insane. You you saw what I just did to the Cowboys just a couple minutes ago. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know how I feel about Dak. I do know how I feel about the coaches staff. Get all them motherfuckers to fuck up out of there. But yeah, this shit makes you go fucking crazy, especially if you gambling on too. Then you want to actually. It makes you want to fucking kill someone. Brable Cowboys. I like it. I want Harbaugh. Anyone. I just feel like the problem with a good coach is Jerry, man. Oh, that that's what that's why I'm not even like entertaining anyone saying that he that Bill Belichick won't go on the Cowboys. Like that shit that shit not gonna happen. Like the way Jerry acts, eh, but your owner should not be doing press conferences like he's a fucking coach. I I think Jerry's gonna look himself in the mirror and like if he won't if he wants another Super Bowl before he dies, that he he's gonna have to like you know, take a step back, like take some pressure off some of these guys, off these guys. But shit, if you look at the coaches for the Cowboys since um, Bill Parcells, mm-hmm. they they all been like guys that are not more famous than Jerry Jones. We've never had a coach more famous than Jerry Jones. 
Yeah, that's gonna be wild. All right, man. Divisional round. We got the Texans and the Ravens. And real quick, I know we talked about the Cowboys defense being terrible. The Browns were fucking awful. They were terrible. Joe Flacco, that magic died. You were out getting your hair. I was out at dinner, and I saw those two pick sixes in a row, and the whole restaurant just put their heads down. I was around a whole bunch of Browns fans, and that was bad, man. Flacco was do- like it was time, it was coming, but that not Flacco was doing that shit there in the run. He was still throwing interceptions. Like I, I'm not mad. The pick sixes though, back to back. You, you didn't have you don't have the expectations with the Browns as you do with the Cowboys or the Eagles for the simple fact that that was their fucking what fourth quarterback that they started. Mm-hmm. Flacco off the street. The defense, yeah, but the defense was playing like shit on the road all season. If you really think about it, if you look at some of the numbers, so. I, I I wasn't I wasn't too surprised at that outcome. I ain't I ain't gonna rip them too much. They got their own issue. They got their own issues that they gotta worry about, and that's fucking the nasty man himself, Deshaun. I think Deshaun's feeling like man, the team that left in, they're basically like, you're out now. Like they've already replaced them and gotten like. He probably feels some type type of way about, it, but he he should be worried about how can I get Cleveland to what <laughs> Joe Flacco got him. If well, we're being completely honest, he needs to play, but. Texans are going to the Ravens, the number one seed in the AFC, man. Um, the Ravens won the game. They played 25 to 9. They've been resting, like you said, for two weeks. You like the Ravens in this one? I like the Ravens to win. Texans to cover. The Ravens defense is ranked up. No, yeah, it's ranked number one in, in the league. But it, it's going it's going to be a tough game because CD Stroud, like, you can't even consider this man a rookie quarterback anymore. Like He's made through the whole season. He's got a playoff win. He is like that. You know, Tank Dell got hurt. He got hurt during the season. He came back through that. Like, this is definitely going to be a tough game for the Ravens. I think they're going to come out a little slow for the layoff because um, they didn't really um, they didn't play a lot of their key guys against the Steelers in Week 18. So I think they come out slow. And then just um, Lamar Jackson has a lot of pressure. He has mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. He's the number one seed. He hasn't won a um, home playoff game in his career. Never been to an AFC Championship game. Yeah, he's never been to an AFC Championship game. He's been hurt the past um, two seasons going into the playoffs. This is the first time he's healthy in the um, playoffs in a while. So, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on him. And, shit, you see what this pressure does to some of these um, players, i.e. Dak Dak Prescott fucking the Eagles. So, yeah, I think they come out slow and – I think they get the dub, but yeah, I, I definitely did Texas cover. I already bet it. So, so Justin, my yeah, thing with bet. the Texans, Packers, Bucks, and the Bills, those four teams, they've all been in the playoffs for almost a month and a half because they've all <laughs> had to win games. If they lost the game, they're out. Like, they wouldn't be in this position. So, like, how big is it that an advantage for those four teams? Like, hey, if we didn't win every game or didn't win nine of eight or whatever, we wouldn't even be here. Like from that day when the Bills lost to the Eagles, they had to win out, or they or they weren't making it. They were the Eagles were the one seed, the Bills were the tenth, and they had to, <laughs> and everyone had to win out. The Packers were out of it until Thanksgiving. No one was paying attention to the Bucks. Like the Texans were. Back and forth with the Colts and the Jags, and they didn't get into the last day. Like, how big of an advantage is that that they've all been playing like pressure football for the past month? 
It definitely sharpens the iron. It definitely um gets you used to the pressure of the um, playoffs. The playoffs are a lot more intense. But you can't discount, at least in the Ravens and the 49ers, um, examples is um you know they're getting they're getting healthy and they they got the home field and for the 49ers specifically like shit it's their time it's time yeah they get they get pat which when we get to preview i won't tell you that i think they're gonna roll the packers but are they really scared of detroit or um tampa in the potential nfc championship game at home they'll be favorite against against every team they play against right so I don't think it's going to be be too much for them, and they know, like, and they've been through the ringers, like they've been in this position before. They know, like, it's Super Bowl or bust for us. Like, we gotta get there. The Ravens, on the other hand, like, I can that layoff. Mm-hmm. They see they, they're seeing the other teams lose. They really haven't. They really haven't been in that spot before. Lamar Jackson got all that money this this year, so he has to prove it to himself. This is a lot more pressure on the Ravens to win. Than it is the Texans or shit, even the Bills or any of those teams or the Packers because we didn't think they were going to be here. And the 49ers, they know that they got to go to Super Bowl. Like losing in this round is literally not an option for them. So I think they are going to come out and be focused. But the main advantage that you get from being able to rest at home is, is that week off in the home field advantage. And that can't, and we can't discount that. Yeah, that's why I'm just afraid with the Ravens one, man, because I feel like they're going to be stiff. Like, I just feel like with all that pressure, you speak of Lamar's going to win MVP this year, so he's already going to get a second one. You're going to be a two-time MVP, never been to the AFC Championship game, and you've been the number one seed twice? Yeah, I don't give a fuck what any of they say. These players hear that shit. They oh, hear, yes. They hear motherfuckers like me and all the niggas on ESPN and on Fox Sports talking all the goddamn time, just talking shit. They yeah. feel that pressure. They do. Because anyone who says we don't hear that, I'm like, so do you own a smartphone? Do you, right. have a, do you have a friend group? I you know got you, that shit. You got that phone on sleep mode all fucking all goddamn day. You don't talk to your boys back at home or anything like that. I know your boys in love are sending you stuff like, "Hey, did you hear what so and so said? Did you?" I already know you are. Like, just you don't have to. It's, it's one of those sports cliches. We know the truth. Like, we know you're hearing. You don't have to say that. Oh, we don't hear. It's, it's okay, man. But <laughs> we all we hear it. We, we all hear it. We hear it. We hear from people we don't even listen to. Our algorithm, y'all all on Twitter, or all on social media. We're scrolling. It's like, damn, you see that person talking shit about Lamar Jackson? I don't even know who that is. And it's coming on my timeline. So I can only imagine what's coming on your timeline and your family's timeline. Like, But they got to win. The Ravens have to win. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure on them. You can't, you can't be the number one seed and let – I know I just said he ain't a rookie no more, and he's not, but still, he's still a rookie. And you can't let – a Houston Texas team come up in there and, and beat you and knock you off. <laughs> I will say just real quick before we go to the other games, there are one, two, three, four, four black quarterbacks in the divisional round. Just saying. Hey. Just throwing that out there. And one of them is going against that 49ers team. You want to talk about history. The past couple of years, the 49ers have had the Packers number with Aaron Rodgers. This is in San Francisco. They're also a nine and a half point favorite. I agree with you. I think the magical run for the Packers, it's over. Because you won't. Now, if somehow San Francisco loses, I'm I'm on the point. Someone's got to go. I don't care. <laughs> Bro. Man, you might be right. Nah, you might you be, can't be You can't be fully helped. I'm, I'm tired of giving that man excuses because 
when, last year, I get it. You literally had no quarterback on your roster. But you would not make it. You were making it with Jimmy, all this shit, and never get the job done. You lose to them at home? When you're the super... Nah, someone's got someone's to be a scapegoat. Someone's got to go. Yeah, and this is the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl right yes. now with the Cowboys losing, the Eagles losing. Mm-hmm. The AFC was pretty chalky, but yeah. Like, the 49, like this is their year, and I expect them to cover this number, to cover nine and a half. The Cowboys kind of proved it last week. You can you can move the ball against Green Bay. I know it was I know it was all pretty much in the second half when the game was over. But I'm gonna tell you right now, the 49ers aren't gonna come out as flat as the Cowboys did. And the defense can be ran on the um, Packers defense. And um Shanahan knows what the floor are gonna do. He knows how to he knows how to attack the Packers. They've had their number. It's their first matchup since that infamous um 13 to 10 um Divisional playoff game in the snow basically, at Lambeau. Basically, set Rogers like, yeah, it's time for me to leave. Yeah, that, that basically set shit. That was a game that sent Rogers out, and then the Lions, the Lions finished it up last year. Yep. the Lions finished it up and then parlayed that into what they're doing now. But I think the 49ers get out and run up all over the Packers um, this week, and you know they cover that number. And yeah, they're waiting to see who wins lines and bucks. Yeah, I agree. Packers magical thing, it it ends. It's it's over. Um, Bucks and Lions, Justin. This is interesting, man. I I feel the Lions, but Todd Bowles, defensive coach, if he stops that offense, like I, I I could see Bucks keeping this real close. I think the Bucks cover it. Both these secondaries are not good, so I expect. I'm going to expect a lot of points. I expect uh, Mike Evans to have a big game, Baker to have a big game, Golf, St. Brown, Laporta. I did not know Laporta was going to be playing last week. Yeah, man. In, in the game, I thought I thought he was done for the season. So good, so good for him to be out there. But yeah, the Lions do have a lot offensively, and you know I think they're going to go to the NFC Championship game. I but do it, too. It's, def- it's definitely going to be a tough ass game. Like the Lions ain't going to just come whoop their ass. I think the Lions really, if that, the thing is, if it starts snowballing, Lions score on their first drive, Bucks get a three and out, Lions get a field goal, it's 10-0. That crowd is in it, it's over. I think the Bucks are going to be able to move the ball against them. They got to. I do. And the over right now is 48 and a half. I do like that over. Lions mm-hmm. games have been over machines for the past two years now. <laughs> And they're at home, and they tend to score more when they're there. So, yeah, I, I like the over in that game for sure if you don't want to pick a side. Because I don't think I am, to be honest. I think I'm just going to be over on this game and just see who gets the right to lose to the 49ers next week. Woo. All right, Justin, the game. Woo, that, that, the, the script writers. We're really, back! The script writers really wanted Chiefs at the Bills. This is going to be Patrick Mahomes' first time going on the road. I literally just talked about the Bills. They have been playoff mode for almost two months. Yes. They've yes. had to win every single game just to have a shot, and then things fall their way. The teams that had tiebreakers in front of them, like the Bengals, teams like that, they lost, so they kept moving up, and then they end up winning the number two seed and win the AFC um, East, and here we go again, man. We've been saying that for, what, two years now. The Bills got to do it. <laughs> they got to do it eventually. And I think I think this is the game where they're going to get Kansas City. 
Buffalo's two and um, they're two and one in the last three matchups. Zero oh and two in the playoff matchups. The Bills won in um week fourteen this year and um week six last year, aka their Super Bowl, the one last year mm-hmm. that we love to talk about. But the Chiefs won when it really counted in the um. 2021 um, Divisional Classic Overtime Game and in the 2020 um, AFC Championship Game. This is this is the um, Manning versus Brady of the new era. Is it though? Per se. Is it? My only pushback yeah, to that is I know people I are agree. saying that. What about, We just said that about Burrow Mahomes. The thing with Manning Brady, Manning won some. Burrow's already beat Mahomes to go to a Super Bowl. And vice well, versa. So wouldn't that be the more Manning Brady? Well, no, because at the beginning, Tom Brady was dominating, dominating the series. Now it, it, it was a huge. You remember when they finally beat the Patriots? That was a huge deal. That was the thing was that was stopping them from from um getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they won. They won I, yes, yes. This is yeah. This is the this is the new era of Manning versus um. I feel like the guy. It's okay. okay. You don't got pushed back against it. It, It's fine. And there and there was not another guy. I guess you Burrow too. I mean, I I guess, but I think this is it because this is already this is the third playoff matchup. Dustin, do you know the two people that uh, Patrick Mahomes has lost to in the playoffs? Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. One is the goat, (laughs) like like, and he only lost that because of that offside penalty. Like, I, I agree. I just I get it. It's just like when I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it more maybe from an NBA standpoint. Like, hey, you haven't beaten this person. Like, this person's beaten this person. Like, they're one and one in these big games. Like, and if you look at Burrow's record, he has a better record against Patrick Mahomes than anyone in the league. I mean, he does, but like, you know, these quarterbacks were, um, they're in the same class, right? Allen and Mahomes, right? Yes. Yeah, they're in the same class. And, you know, the Chiefs are as, are and Burrow too, honestly. But the Chiefs are is what is keeping the Bills from making it to the Super Bowl. They are, except yeah. last year, the Bengals took them out. Yeah, the Bengals took them out that that year. But um, yeah, it, it's still it's still two two. So yeah. you know, we're we're still there. I won't say it is now, but you it could very well be Burrow and Mahomes too. We'll see. What we really. And then we are we already saw the Allen and um we already saw the Allen Burrow and that shit did not end too well for Allen either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you down, you down too. Like you just like saying man, this is a, this is a lot like how Peyton Manning was, bro. He was not being the Patriots before 06. He just wasn't. They were not being that team. It was and it, it kind of the same, it kind of is the same thing because that's when um that was the era of the Patriots when they were dominating the Colts where they have the significantly better teams. The Colts were Manning dependent. He oh, was yeah. doing everything for him, and Manning had to get over like going out in the cold. You know, Patriots had the defense around them, Bill Belichick, and you know that was still manager Tom Brady. That was still you know, game manager Tom Brady. So yeah, this this feels a lot like. How it was back then. It, it really does. I, I, I think you're reaching. I think you're reaching a little bit to like not and not put Josh Allen in that conversation. He's in the conversation. I just think Burrow's a better rival than than Patrick because Burrow's actually done it in Arrowhead. He's done in Arrowhead, but this, this is the third time we're getting this matchup in the playoffs. 
Burrow didn't make it to the dance this year. He didn't make it. He's hurt again. He was hurt, he's hurt again. again. But the past we, two we, times we know, he's been, we know Allen. He's we, played. He's we, been in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, but he's been hurt. He's I, been hurt, and I, I love Joe Burrow. But you know, that's two seasons now. That's two. I, that's two season in injuries in the past four seasons. It's great. Two in the past four, but when he plays the two, he's better against the Tom of this generation than everyone else in the AFC. I'm just saying. He is, but fuck. Peyton Manning was not a rival to Tom Brady until what? 06. And then, no, and, then that shit, 06. and then that shit and then that shit got more fair. Because he was the thing where Peyton was winning all the regular season MVP. So you know Tom Brady didn't win an MVP till 07? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so then he started winning stuff. That know, was just... that was that was still game manager Tom Brady. Like, was. He was not going off like, like that was before Randy Moss. That was before he got a receiver that could really do some shit. Before that 07 Patriots Dion season, that was, <laughs> that was Deion Branch. That was Troy Brown. That was <laughs> that was niggas off the street. <laughs> yeah, was, defense was elite. They were elite. They were elite. Yeah, and, you know, elite. and that's and that's what really won them those games and the Patriots. Always had home field. Those games were yep. always in yep. New England. Cold. Every time. That was that was a, that was the thing with Tom, that was the thing with Peyton Man. He couldn't win in the cold. And then if, to help your argument too, they finally won the 06 one when it was in Indianapolis. Yes, and so just like this and now in Buffalo. Now to take us all the way back, this game is in Buffalo, and the Chiefs' offense is not the same offense that won an OT in that divisional playoff game. The I don't defense know, where, is better. Where did Bryce come from, Justin? Why did he go off? Bro, he's the only one that can do shit on that team. Like he's just been like off. that all. He's been like that all season. He's been. Rasheed Rice has been the most consistent Kansas City receiver all season long. That's crazy. All season, if you've been watching the games, a rookie, yes, he's been the most consistent one. Shit, Travis Kelsey dropped some passes in that game once on Saturday. I was just like, right. He had one. Ray had one thirty. 134 touchdown? Yeah. I, I honestly think the Chiefs is, the Chiefs got lucky that the Dolphins had to play in negative zero weather and the whole defense was out. That's true. That's true. Miami's offense didn't do shit either. But, you know, Josh Allen, Josh Allen's better than Tua. Josh Allen can be Superman sometimes. And they're going to they need Josh Allen to carry these niggas. But, you know, they've been running they've been running the ball better. They've been running the ball better. Josh Allen has been incredible running it himself. I like the tight ends better for um, Buffalo right now with Dawson Knox and Kincaid. Diggs is due. He's due. Diggs, Diggs is due for one. Gabe Davis. Gabe, Gabe Davis is due. We haven't seen Mahomes in this situation on the road in a road playoff game. I like. I think it's Buffalo's time. I think oh, Buffalo's I don't think it. I know. Buffalo is going to beat them. It's time. <laughs> Oh, you're saving it. No, I, I don't think I I know. Take what's the three? Take the three. What it not? Nah, they got to do it. There, you want to talk about pressure outside? And, they have and to then most pressure. They got to do it. And then what you've been saying? The Bills have been playing for this spot for a month. Mm-hmm. For a month, they've been shit. A month and a half at this point now because we're almost in the middle of January. Um, for a month and a half, the Bills have been in must-win games. They are seasoned. They are ready. They did have Russell Douglas get hurt in the last in the last game against Pittsburgh, but I I am on the Bills. I think they're going to get a fucking legacy Josh Allen game. They got to win this game. You are absolutely right. I'm going with the Bills here. Oh yeah, they're winning. They're winning. 
Because God help them if they lose. Because you want to talk about rivals and all stuff. You see a rookie quarterback in Houston. You got Burrow. You got Lamar. Like, there's too many quarterbacks in the AFC. You don't know how many shots. You don't know how many shots you're going to have at this. You got to get it now. This is the most vulnerable offensively the Chiefs have ever been in the Patrick Mahomes there. You got to do it. They do. You have, if you're going to get the Chiefs, you better get it now. Because I don't, I don't know if they're going, I don't know how long they're going to be this ass offensively with Patrick yeah. Mahomes at quarterback. And, that man is still amazing. And you know the players in the locker room, the Bills are like, we finally got them at home now. We got them at home now. They got to come to our house. You already know players are like that. So, man. Yeah, I, I just don't, I just don't want to see a fucking situation last year where the bank, where the Buffalo had that home game in the snow, mm. in the, fu- oh, yep. in the fucking snow, in the fucking Bengals cave and fucking beat the dog shit out of them. Mm-hmm. I just hope that don't happen. I don't think it's going to happen because. The, the Chiefs offense has not been able to do that all season long, so I don't think that is even in the range of outcomes to happen. But, you know, for the Chiefs to win this game, they got shit. This is crazy to say. They got money to game up. They got keep Josh Allen off the field type type of He's shit. The they going to have to, you, you know. Take him off. You know, they, they need Josh Allen. You need the full Josh Allen experience. You need that motherfucker to have a fourth. The only way, honestly, the only way the Chiefs win is if Josh Allen has a, has a turnover game. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the only way. I agree. I one hundred percent agree. Which is now outside the range of outcomes, but I just need to get I just need to get this win. They gotta get this win, and they will have the Ravens or the Texans waiting for them. And if it's the Texans, that's a home game for them too. Oh, don't get started with the pressure on that. Yeah. Ooh. All right, Justin. Where's who's some winners and losers for you? Oh my God. Winners, winners. I gotta go Tampa. Okay. Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. and then my losers, NFC East. Yeah. The Cowboys. I, I was going to say specifically Dan Quinn, but I can't leave the Eagles out of this shit either. <laughs> the Eagles have been fucking god awful. So the NFC East as a whole, except for Washington, they hired some new GM that's about to be the savior for them. We'll see. They hired I Bob guess. Myers, the former nice. GM of the Warriors. What the fuck does he know about football? I, the same reason Magic Johnson's part of the ownership group, he's the one who probably picked him. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll see, I guess. You got the number two pick. Let's see what you do with that. So I 100% agree with the whole NFC East is losers. Uh, I agree with the Tampa Bay. I'm going to throw in the young young black quarterbacks starting. And the CJ and Jordan Love, the young black quarterbacks. I'm going to throw them in winners. Man, okay. Justin, we're about to find out who's going to be in the final four at the end of this weekend. Yeah, and if my predictions go right, it will be Buffalo. It will be Buffalo at Baltimore, and it will be Detroit at San Francisco. Who would have thought? Buffalo and Ravens would be the night game because you have two quarterbacks who would never be in a who have never been to a Super Bowl fighting for that spot. That's that's it, night game easy. That's the main event. Yeah, CBS six thirty. Yep. Do not let this Chiefs win, Buffalo. Don't do it. Don't do it, man, because y'all ain't going to hear the end of it. The Don't chief, do it. The chief, we might have to do emergency podcast, deal niggas loose, for real. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, no. might, we might have to get on after the game. After the game. I'll be ready. I'll, I'll have the microphone ready. Do not let them do it, man. Please. 
This is this is y'all. Oh man, oh my god, bro. If the Bills really lose, the Bills lose. That's another person who might have to go. McDermott. Right. He's he's already got too many cracks. I'm starting to realize these they're treating these college coaches like the quarterbacks now. I mean, these NFL coaches like the quarterbacks. If if y'all ain't doing something for me in these couple years, you out of here. Yeah. And they they would need a new voice if they they fumble the show because shit is setting up perfectly for them right now. It really is. Oh my god, I'm nervous. It only would have been more perfect if the Dolphins somehow beat Kansas City. We're being <laughs> honest. <laughs> but all right, y'all. Divisional round starts this weekend. We'll be back talking about it. We're gonna see who's in the final four. With that being said, L7C Podcast signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.